Welcome back to Bike Race Weekly. I am your host, Ryan Gerard, and I'm here again with my co-host, Rick Greenwald. So uh, this weekend was a inter- interesting weekend. It was. If you've been listening to our podcasts, you know that we were going to do a bike packing trip this weekend, which we did do. Yeah. And we actually were, the funny thing is we were sitting here like 20 minutes before just talking about how this bike packing trip ended up. And I'm like, why are we doing this? Yeah. Let's stop right now. Stop, stop the we have to get this or, on the podcast. start the podcast. All right. So let's just dive. Let's dive into let's it. Let's dive right into right, that. Let's to, start. Let's start from Friday. Let's start from Friday. And to start before that. I was that, so too, excited for this. To start before that as well. So Ryan and I, we're all about trying new things. And this was our first bike packing experience, our first bike packing trip that we'd ever done before. So Friday, we're super excited. On the docket, we were going to ride out to a local town just west of us, Mount Horeb, which was like 35 miles from where we were located. So kind of like a, you know, chill two hours of riding um, after work, getting dark, couldn't do too too many miles that day. Yeah. So the first day was awesome. Um, It kind of got dark on us, which to be honest, like the um, doing the trails in the dark was kind of like tough to do on the on the mind because it just yeah. kind of feels like you're just going in like an infinity road yeah and like we, it just kind of keeps going keeps going and you don't see that far yeah. and then all of a sudden the town pops out yeah it just yeah. kind of pops out and we had lights on our bikes for this trip too so we did have we did have you know some like you know some illumination we could see into the trees but all the trees just look the same so it's just like it's like you're in just like a washing machine just of like leaves just going by you and then you know all of a sudden we get into town and Roll into a little um, cider cafe, I, I would say. What do you think of the? So it was, it was like a cider alcohol cafe, yeah, hard cider cafe. Hard cider. Um, I would say it was the, the best <laughs> burger I have ever. Best so, burger. Wait, 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 wait. No, yeah, go ahead. Hold back. Not the best back, burger. The best beef patty, because the entire burger was like all right, but the patty itself was the best beef patty i've ever had i'm gonna go out and say it was the best burger that i've ever had and i'd had the burger one other time and i thought maybe that was a fluke maybe it just wasn't maybe it was like oh it's a good burger but it's exceptionally good today no way i had it again that night the best burger i've ever had it was yeah, so I'm, good i'm putting it all on uh, the on the patty itself on the patty. the rest of it was kind of bland the cheese was good that they used the cheese was good yeah the rest of it was a little bit, yeah, I nothing special. Was, but the patty was the yeah, best patty I've ever had. I think it's called Bricks Cider House in yep. Mount Horeb. If you're ever looking for a nice cider and a delicious burger, I'd, I'd never I'd had a hard it. cider. But, well, I've had like hard cider, but yeah. I haven't had like like oh, an, hard a legit cider. Yeah. hard cider. Um, don't like it more than beer, but it's not bad. Yeah, I, I thought they had beer too. And we, we pulled in and I was like, oh, awesome. We're going to get like mm-hmm. some beers, get a burger. And the cider was good. Like it was good, but you can't. You know, like I was like, oh, maybe we'll have like two or three beers here and then just go back to the hotel. You can't really, I don't know, for me at least, you can't do two or three ciders. I can't do, yeah, it doesn't They weren't well even, they stomach. weren't even sweet. Actually, they had one. You didn't try it. I got a flight, but it's a spicy mm-hmm. cider and it is delicious. I should have done the flight. Yeah, the flight's cool. I think you did it right. It is expensive though. It's like 10 bucks. Yeah, for like essentially one beer. That's about yeah. as much alcohol that you actually get. But, yeah. So, and also too, I guess we should talk about like how we packed for this trip. So we just talked about our first leg of the trip. We had three total days that we were going to be gone for. We weren't camping. We were staying at hotels. Um, I See, So this part I think is what we did really well is the packing. Yes, I would, I would agree with that. So 
Uh, we had pretty similar setups, you and I. Yeah. We had one front, I'd call it a bar burrito. It's just like a front little bag. They both were like kind of the same shape. They were both r- roughly about two liters. Yeah, about two liters. Uh, that for me, that kept like my flip flops, my uh, pair of shorts, pair of boxers, pair of, or well, a t-shirt. And then we had um, rear saddlebags which most people have on their bike for normal riding every day. We had, you I had, had a, I had a larger one. You had a larger one. REI. That is like a, it's, it's pretty much made specifically for something like this. It's Extra like, volume. Yeah. It's a five liter saddlebag. Yeah. So it's like pretty large and it, it's kind of made for like that light to that. It's made for like a weekend touring. Yeah. And then I had a slightly smaller saddlebag. So I, I, paired you had that. a normal saddlebag i had a normal saddlebag i i paired that with like a pretty uh, pr- like slim profile top tube bag which held like snacks and some tubes and tools and stuff like that so all in all we really didn't end up adding very much weight to our bikes mm-hmm. maybe five pounds i would say maybe that's maybe that's even more than i than yeah I, you know I'd estimate one thing that uh you kind of mentioned so i didn't bring boxers and I don't think I would have been able to fit like boxers. I've I had sh- like running shorts with the yeah. liner in the inside. I don't even think I needed boxers to be honest. I brought a pair. Probably didn't even need them. So that's the one thing I brought too much of. One pair of boxers. Well, I mean, to be, I I couldn't have added anything extra. Yeah, you were like, maxed my out. Stuff, yeah. My stuff was maxed out. And and I was pretty tapped too. Like I had that one pair of boxers, but after that, I mean, maybe I could have fit in like some more snacks, but that's about it. Was there anything you regretted bringing? No, absolutely. I don't think so. I mean, that one pair of boxers maybe, but I mean, we had to bring toothbrush and toothpaste mm-hmm. and deodorant, and that's basically the only other things that i brought and other than that i wasn't missing anything um i had two tubes on me which uh thankfully i had two of them we'll get into that in a little bit um but no i think i think i packed pretty well what about you do you think you packed pretty well yeah uh just for this weekend i kind of regretted bringing the sunscreen i had like a it was like a pretty good like it was a normal small sunscreen thing so it was pretty big and keep in mind this is the end of september yeah when we did our trip so i, I kind of brought it for just in case but i ended up not needing it at all yeah and it took up like a good amount of my front bag yeah so it's kind of like one of those things where it's like i guess it's better to have than not have because sure. if we're going to be out there for six and a half hours and if the sun's beating down on us like that would have well. been an issue yeah 100 percent. no i totally agree with that um so yeah that was that was our first day of riding. We got to Mount Horeb, not a ton of miles. The next day we woke up, ate a nice continental breakfast at the hotel. It was, you know, it was COVID continental breakfast. Yeah. So, which means, you know, you can't really serve yourself. You've they got didn't to, really like, have hot food. Not a lot of hot food. Yeah. They just had things, like eggs and bacon. A lot which, of pre, like, pre-packaged wasn't that stuff. Bad. No, it, it was good. I mean, it was free. So that's kind of like yeah. what we were interested in. Uh, so then we got on the road, you know probably like 10 o'clock and we took a lot of bike trails between Mount Horeb and our second destination was Platteville, which yeah, it was pretty nice. Most of it was on bike trails, kind of like crushed limestone, pretty smooth. I was on a road bike. It was fine. These were specific bike trails. I think that's the key thing here. Yes. That they only allow bikers and walkers. Yeah. So, um, and we'll also get into that too, but this will be important. This will be important. Whenever you're looking or planning a trip, make sure you read what's like the primary vehicle that travels on that trail for i wouldn't i would actually take it a step further um plan to be on trails where motor vehicles aren't allowed yeah yes any motor vehicle is going to destroy the like a dirt road yeah you're gonna get um 
portions of the trail get washed out just because they're so heavy and and obviously people ride out there in any condition even when it's like a little bit wet it leaves big breaking bumps and big washed out areas so again we'll get into this in a little bit but always make sure that you're going to ride on like a bike trail or or a gravel road even but make sure it's like you know pretty detailed in what it what to expect and i think the other thing too is plan it out so that you can plan stops the worst thing is being like i'm like bonked or like i've gone through my bottles yeah looking at a map and being like we're 40 miles from the closest gas station yeah because like sure that did kind of happen to us on the last day oh yeah yep we just like it which it, it turned out to be kind of be fine but Under if it was, but on, on the other side, if it was, yeah, if it was ninety degrees out, then it would have might have been big, an issue. Big issue, yeah, yeah. Okay, so second day uh, was a beautiful day, great riding. We rode from Mount Horeb to Platteville, like we said, mostly on bike trails, and it was about sixty miles uh, from from you know Mount Horeb to Platteville. We got to Platteville, we checked into our hotel, and then um, we were actually really close to a place called Potosi Brewing. If you're familiar with Potosi Beer, that's where they make it. It's right down on the Mississippi in Potosi, Wisconsin. So we rode, I, it was about 16 miles there, and then we had a nice burger, had some Potosi Beer, and then rode um, 16 miles back. So we ended that day at a pretty chill and pretty nice 100 miles. and. You know, it actually, because we kind of did it at like a touring pace and like nice and chill, had, I, ate I, a lot of food. I'm going to stop you right there. Okay, right. So we ha- had this discussion last week. We, we did not do a chill pace, which um, I'm fine with. Like, yeah, well, but I don't think we did a chill pace. I would say the second day was probably a pretty chill pace. We were going because we were going like twenty on the bike path. Mm, I don't know. About we were going that. about twenty. I, I I was looking at our speed. I don't think we were going so quite twenty. I because like if you account like the you were, you uh, the were thinking like trails outside then, once we were getting going outside of platteville no mount horeb we were kind of going a little fast and then we like kind of brought it back a little bit we we're still going like we we're going 17 pretty, or 18 so miles I'm, an hour. i mean i'm fine with it i was okay with it yeah. i think it was once we hit the atv trails is when our speed kind of died down yeah but uh the atv trails were were tough they were gnarly yeah Yeah. some of them were kind of hard that day it was i think that was the first taste of atv trails yeah in that thought because like those weren't that bad right they had spots where it got bad but all in all it wasn't too bad no but it was kind of to show what was to come what was to come yeah um the so roads yeah. out in Plathel are incredible too. yeah i mean it's great roads great riding the 16 miles to potosi were just in, Roll, insane rolling hills like some nice climbs we did we did one really big climb yeah it took a while um it was an awesome ride though i mean it was just like i never think of that area as being good for riding and to be honest i mean we kind of live on the border of really good riding we do west of madison is phenomenal riding you get you get blue mounds out that way and then you got start to go to a part of the state called the driftless driftless area which is kind of like apparently glaciers caused these uh yeah glaciers these these like you know rolling hills that are just like nice and super good riding and beautiful so that's, that's like, kind of what we got for platform it's like the point where the glaciers pushed all of the, like the sediment and stuff and it all piled up there yep that's like what all that area is yeah so it was um it was fantastic riding it was really great um so yeah we we kind of got back from potosi uh just you know chilled out for the rest of the night had a had a pretty chill evening in platteville again nothing really to do so we just hung out at the hotel um 
I would say we got a night of sleep. I didn't sleep that well the second night. Well, I don't think anybody really did. Well, here's why. Okay. The first night was way too cold in our apart in our hotel. We yeah, we didn't know we could turn down the AC. And- okay, so hotels are now doing this. I don't say it hotels enough. So it used to be you just go to the air conditioner and you turn down the air conditioner. Mm-hmm, right. Well, recently they've been throwing the uh, wall thermostats on there and I didn't even know. Yeah. So I tried to like turn it turn it up, mm-hmm. but it wasn't working on the thing. I was like, it's broken. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. can't do it. The next morning when we're like leaving, we see the wall thermostat. Mm-hmm, yep. I clicked it a few clicks and we're like, well, there we go. There you have it. Yep. So the yeah. next night it was hot as all heck. Yeah, it was I woke warm. up sweating. Like, I was sweating through my shirt. Yeah, it was a warm, weirdly warm hotel stay. Um, so I didn't, and I, I don't know why. On top why. of that, we had, the, that well. we had the bathroom light on. Yeah, one, of our, really one, of, our riders, one of our one of our friends likes the night light when we sleep, a little bit of light. And I like complete darkness. That's my, that's my go-to. I like complete darkness. Yeah, so, yeah, I just, overall, I mean, I didn't get a great night of sleep. But, you know, we got up in the morning, same deal, continental breakfast. We headed out. Our, our goal was to ride from Platteville back to Sun Prairie. And on paper, miles. on paper, that's 100 miles. The plan was we were going to take what's called, I think it's called like the Cheese Trail. Cheesehead um, Trail. Cheesehead Trail. And I looked on the DNR website and it's got a similar classification to the trails that we rode into Mount Horeb, Crush Limestone. But we didn't realize this, but it is primarily a UTV trail, an ATV trail. Which means that it's rough. And we got a little bit of taste of that the day before. But once we started riding this trail, it was absolutely brutal. I was on I was on a road bike, which was just stupid. I mean, it was like so hard to ride and it was just bumpy. It went from like some spots where it was insanely bumpy to some spots where it was completely washed out and it was so hard to your tire was just spinning in like loose loose gravel. You were on a cross like a gravel bike essentially, right? Yeah. So cross like, bike. Yeah, so like how how was that? Like well, I it's mean, a cross you, bike with um thirty slicks. Yeah. Thirty two uh, millimeter road tires. Yeah. Um I mean i it was probably much better than you. And it was still like I was miserable. Yeah. It was bad. And it was you know, like we couldn't ride it easy because it was just so rough. And so, yeah, we just wanted to get it done with. Yeah. Like, you always kind of think, okay, it's got to get a little bit better. Right. And then it does. And then like after a while, I was like, I don't want it to get better because it's kind of like, I always think like, okay, this is it. It's going to be it. like this. Yeah. But then like, it's like 20 yards later, it's back to being just yeah. awful. And we would go into like some tree cover and it would be fine. And then we'd come out of the tree cover and it would be rough as hell again. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, at one point in 20 miles, I got two front flat tires just from banging into like these giant jutting rocks on the trail. So at that point, I ran out of tubes and we were like, all right, we're done. We're going to hit the road and we're going to ride the roads back, which wasn't any longer. It just was a little bit. We had to follow a map, essentially a GPS. So right as we started hitting the roads and riding and in this is about two and a half hours, almost three hours into our ride. You know, honestly, two um we were lucky to have a gps signal oh yeah because right. most of the way back to madison we had no signal yeah so we put we plugged in those coordinates on our on our phones and, and then, i just blasted the volume up on my phone so yeah. we could hear the turn by and turn luckily we had battery left too so we were riding back to madison as soon as we started riding back on the roads we started to get some rainfall so the first hour maybe two hours of the rainfall it wasn't too bad no it was, it was like a sprinkle it was like a sprinkle after that it started to get cold and you know 
we had no warm clothing on this trip because it wasn't supposed to be cold the weather took a, a really sharp turn when we looked on friday it said zero percent chance was not supposed it was to like rain 10. i think it was like 10 percent chance for an hour yeah yeah and then that turned into 90 percent chance of rain for four hours literally the entire time we were riding it was raining and the first like i said the first two hours manageable but we we just had our kits on so once the temperature dipped below 60 it got really cold. Really cold. Really cold. Really quick. We were still about three hours outside of our loca- our destination, and it started to get so cold. And we're between where we were and where we had to be, the the nearest stop was Verona. And that was still like a two hour ride away. So we basically I don't know rode if uh, I told you this, but like when I initially plugged it plugged in the signal, it said I must have looked at the wrong one, but I thought it said sixty miles. Mm. It was only forty three. To Verona. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I thought it was sixty. So like when we stopped at that gas station and it said like thirty two miles to go, I yeah. was just like, How did we just do thirty miles? Well, it turns yeah. out we only did ten. We did ten. Yeah. Cause like if we actually had to do sixty and we when and we got to that gas station and it still said fifty. Oh, we would have been oh, done. We'd have been smoked. So by the time we got to Verona, um, I was at, I was like, I, I was riding so hard because it would keep me warm. So I knew that if we, if I kept riding hard, I would stay warm and it wouldn't have risk getting, you know, like, I mean, I don't think we were quite to the area where we were I was getting hypothermia. There. No, I was pretty close. But like, if it dropped like five more degrees, probably. Cause I started, um, cause like when, when Nathan stopped uh-huh. and I put on the, uh, the, the long sleeve. Long sleeve, yeah. Like I was shaking pretty bad. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And so we got to Verona, and because of COVID, no, no restaurants or fast food places had dining yeah. rooms open. We were gonna stop. We stopped at a few places, we stopped, hoping we tri- that it'd be open. Yeah. So we were like, you know what? We got twenty miles to get home, and we just had to book it. And by the time we got there, it wasn't too bad. It was like it's kind of the rain held up. We we got to like a bike path that was kind of covered by trees, so it, we weren't getting rained on as hard. And, um, and that's kind of like what got us through it was yeah. like we knew it that if we made it to Verona and to the bike path, like we were, we were good, we were good, we and could do of, it because like the bike yeah. path is pretty like it's got a pretty solid amount of like cover, cover, yeah. and of course our we didn't get so I had two flats on the trail. Our buddy has a mount. He was riding a mountain bike with with slicks on it, but no problems all weekend. He was running tubeless, and somehow he got a flat tire on a some like a pavement bike path like 15 miles away from our location so we had a quick stop pump his tire up luckily it's sealed so we just had to pump it up and put like 10 psi more in it um but yeah i mean after that we you know we just kind of cruised home and we finally made it home and it was probably like the most happy that i'd ever been to actually actually like get home from a ride yeah because the funny thing is is that literally as we're pulling into our apartment like the rain had just passed and like the sun is coming out like blue sky and stuff and i was like you got to be kidding me we literally we literally hit the four hours of time in the day that it was raining it was absolutely torrential that said the last day was absolutely miserable but the whole trip was a ton of fun 10 out of 10 would recommend bike packing it was definitely a good way to spend the weekend and my only advice is you should probably plan a little bit in case the weather does get get bad. Yeah. We relied way too much on the forecast being like completely clear, and that actually bit us pretty hard on the second, the third day of riding. Yeah, you know, I I always think of these the people that are like, 
oh, you got to ride in the rain and stuff. And I just want to say, you know, you don't. You don't have to. I pretty much refuse to race and ride in the rain. Oh, yeah. Like, I would much more prefer to do, like, a last-second registration to make sure that, like, a race is not going to be rained out because, like exactly what happened to us like that is just not worth it to me to be miserable like that it's not even the rain for me i mean i'm not gonna i'm not gonna go ride in the rain if i have a choice but for me it's like the cold weather it is the cold cold, weather really like i was dude i was in a bad place on the bike and it you know being wet and cold especially for your it's it's kind of weird because i actually my like riding wise i was totally fine i could like we were riding pretty hard on the way home. oh i always say like riding wise that was probably one of my best best days of riding yeah because my lower body my whole body was so numb that like i just couldn't feel my legs so i just push harder on the pedals and i could just keep going and going and going and i was so cold right because you're cold so your core body temperature is really low you know so i I was like wow i could i could probably set like a pr right now Mm and some kind of metric if i really push it but you know, I kind of keep thinking back to like, what if if we would have kind of planned this out better and knowing that the rain would have been done at like four o'clock, could we have done this better? The last day? Yeah. Probably not because the rain was in the middle of the day. Yeah, so we would have. We, we would have gotten back late at night. We still would have gotten rained on at some point, I think. Yeah. Or if we would have left, you know, if we would have left at like... Uh, like seven in the morning, maybe we could have dodged a little bit of rain, but we still would have yeah. got rained on. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, that's kind of like, that's part of it too. Like there's just, there's unavoidable elements that you're, you're going to run into when you're doing a trip like this, right? It's not controlled. So you could have all the, you know, and we were a hundred miles away from home. Like what I, like, I mean, we, we had people we could have called to come pick us up, but like, you don't want to do that if you really don't well, have to. My thought, so that too, um, because that would have been like a two, three hour trip for that person. And also at the same time, I'm like, the time that it would take for us to just freeze our ass on the side of the road, would waiting for this person to come pick us up, we'd probably be in Verona. Yeah. And I, I was more comfortable riding pretty hard than I was standing still. So yeah, I, I think it that's how worse. bad it was. It was so bad. You know, back to what we were talking about, we found one gas station in, um, I think the entire 60, I don't know, no, uh, how far was it from Platteville to Verona? Um, Platteville to Verona? I think it I was something know. like. Probably like 70 miles. I think it was 70 miles. Yeah, probably we, 70 miles. We hit one gas station in 70 miles. Yeah. I've, it's weird too because you're not that far away from Madison, but it's yeah. like such a remote part of the state. I didn't realize like so like small towns like Mount Mount Vernon. I thought were they're like unincorporated 500 yeah, people. I thought there. They, they were like normal small towns that'll yeah. have like a gas station, a few bars yeah, and stuff. I didn't want to tell you because I've I been to that area a little bit. I'm like because you were like we're gonna stop in Mount Vernon. I have to stop in Mount Vernon, and in the back of my mind, I'm like there's not gonna be anything in Mount Vernon. And uh, it was a I've Sunday. I've never a, been there. It was a Sunday too. If it was, how would that other, matter? Well, if it's any other day of the week, stuff's open. You know, usually like a bar is not going to probably be open at at you know three o'clock on a Sunday. Sure, it is uh, football. De- well, okay, Th- it depends, I guess. But and Corona too. That didn't help our that didn't help our cause either. But anyways, you know, it's probably enough about our bike packing trip. Well, uh, just lot. to kind of you know, yeah, cap finish, it off, Ryan. Cap it off. 
You know, uh, the entire time on Sunday, or I should say after when we got home, I think I was just in a, a bad mood the entire rest of the day. Oh, I was in a great mood. Like, I was so happy. I was, I was just like, I can't believe we did that. I never want to do something <laughs> like this ever again. That was awful. But I kind of feel like, you know, a few days have passed and it's kind of like, all right, let's, let's throw that one in the record book. I would, like, I would put it down as an ep, like, I hate the word, I hate the phrase, but that was an epic day on the bike. A hundred percent. Yeah. And you know, I, I hate epic days on the bike. Well, a good memory, I really though. do. It was usually un- it was unintentional. It was unintentionally epic. You know, when people say, "Hey, kind. let's do something like do, let's do an epic ride," you're the first person. I'm to the like, first one no. to be like, "That is like the biggest red flag for me because epic was, epic typically comes along with like bad decisions." Sure, yeah, and that was unintentionally epic. But I would say we're gonna, we're definitely going to do it again. We got unlucky with the last day. In some point in the future, might, we're going to do it again. I might want to do the next one we do, do like a road ride. Yeah, I would agree. I think a road ride probably is the way to go. Or even bit. or even doing something like um, like mountain biking, but like, like a dirt, like a drive to a different mountain bike course, you know, like and a completely off road, like Friday, drive up, drive somewhere, mountain bike camp next day, mm. drive to another mountain bike course camp camp saturday yeah then drive back but hit a mountain bike course on the way back yeah that'd be pretty that'd be pretty fun i'd like that yeah either that or like a trip to like from like here to i think like um i think like i don't know like appleton or something yeah we'll do another one for sure yeah well that i think that was probably our last i don't want to say it for sure is but probably our last big bike trip of the year we're getting into october now first day of october is today so you know, naturally, it's going to get a little bit cooler. Do we do we have anything planned for the rest of the year? Is it just like chilling and riding? Well, um, I mean, no racing—that's for sure, right? Well, we got a uh, half Ironman date. Oh, you do? Yep, September twelfth of twenty twenty one. They half pushed Ironman. half Ironman. They pushed the half Ironman, which is typically in June. Typically in June. June yeah. or July, one of the two. Yeah. And they pushed it to the same day as the Ironman now. Hmm. And then they have the half Ironman doing the same course as Ironman. You just, just finish like, half and half do, the time. You do half of it. Hmm. That's interesting, but probably smart. For That was a really smart idea. Yeah, I mean, because you do get a lot of people that do both. That's mm-hmm. for sure. But I th- I would imagine that life will probably, I mean, fingers crossed, man. Life's going to be kind of normal in, in September of 2021. Knock on wood, Rick. Knock on wood. We got a wood table right here. Um, I'm going to be, probably be doing some BMX racing for the next few weeks before mm-hmm. the season, the outdoor season ends. Um, I've had my fill of long rides, I think, for the year. So I think I'm just going to enjoy doing some mountain biking, some BMX riding, thinking about my 2021 plans thinking about my 2021 bikes you never know what what'll change there but yeah just kind of enjoying the rest of the mm-hmm. year yeah i think me and anna are going are planning one more long ride yeah do and i think we're gonna um go back out to that driftless area just yeah. like south yeah. of yeah, verona like mount, mount horeb and back maybe no we're Blue gonna we're, back. well the uh road riding that we we're doing i think we're gonna try going out there nice That'll go, be good. go out there when it's like actually nice out and stuff the fall's great because the, the you get the mm-hmm. the change of the colors so yeah that'll yeah. be great so i'm pretty excited for that we're back at um iron man training i actually had to f- force myself to take like a step back 
Oh yeah. Um, Why so? It's just so far out that I can't be doing these like long two days every every day. Mm, yeah. So I actually um, put a few. So I went to a low volume plan right now. Okay. And I'm trying to put a cap on myself of an hour and a half of working out a day. I want to try being done by like six o'clock ish, six six fifteen, six thirty at the latest. Yeah. Um, only reason being is because this is this is a one year plan to half Ironman, but it's a yeah. two year plan to Ironman. Yeah. Um, and I feel like if I'm gonna do more than that, I'm just gonna get burned out. I mean, probably. Yeah. I actually started doing some um some body weight uh strength training. Um, every year I say I'm gonna do some off season strength training, and I get into it and I get way too sore. So I'm deciding this year that I'm going to ease into it with a little bit of body weight stuff. So I'm on my second day of that. I'm still sore for sure, but it makes me feel like I made the right decision by doing body weight before doing like kettlebells or barbells or stuff like that. So that's kind of nice. I like mixing it up too. I feel like we did like a lot of just riding outside and like, which is super fun. But I, this at this point of the year, dude, some people just want to keep riding outside until they literally can't ride outside anymore. And there's like a foot of snow on the ground. I like starting to think about just some other stuff to do. Um, you know, whether it's for me, I think probably some more BMX, get back on the BMX bike, do some more of that stuff, some more strength training. Um, and yeah, like I said, kind of start thinking about 2021 and you know, what the goals are for that and, uh, what kind of racing we're going to be doing. Um, one thing that I'm getting nervous about because we just learned today that the YMCA, um, you to like be on a treadmill, you have to wear a mask. Dude, I don't know how you guys are gonna do. I'm actually. You're just gonna have to run outside in the winter. I think we are because we're just bundle up. I because like I was going to do, um, like intervals on the treadmill. Yeah. And, I, I, yeah. I, I will say instead the line. of doing like because like I can't do like, you know, 45, 50 minute runs on a treadmill. So I yeah. can do, but I can do interval sessions like for 45 minutes. Dude, it's not bad if you just throw up some Netflix on a little iPad, put it on the treadmill. Can you watch things while you're running? Yeah, but like with the bouncing and stuff. Oh yeah, fair enough. It's it's just so tough. Yeah, you know. Um, um dude, so that's gonna be a, kind of a real problem. Yeah, dude. The YMCA is. I mean, I know every gyms are opened up and stuff, and all gyms take different precautions. It's. It, I went there to just like see what it was about after it opened, and it is a little ridiculous. With I just like get it, just because it's like such an enclosed you know yeah close place I, like sure i know but you know if it i mean it's not it's you're not outside even though you are like working out you're not outside so fair like, enough i i understand it i really do it's just really unfortunate it is yeah and that's all you can say any about anything really and mm-hmm. it's just unfortunate yeah well anyways ryan um you know i think we're ready to about wrap up this podcast um anything else you want to cover before we uh we call it a call it a session uh what'd you think of the uh, world championships oh yeah i can't even believe i totally forgot about that um i Al thought Philippe? it was extremely boring really uh, like super boring it was like i feel it, like the it, world I, championships I are like, actually always boring because they're so long i feel like if somebody sat six down and a half hours if somebody sat down and was like oh can you just write a fictional story about how the world championships would would play out i would be like oh yeah i guess there's a group that goes up the road with like all the big names and then one rider breaks away it's al philippe and they can't reel him back sorry if that spoiled it for anybody but you should have watched it by now um i honestly cannot believe the chase group couldn't bring out Philippe back i was pretty surprised by Could that i not believe because it was like hitters in that group it was 
Fuglesang, I think, was in there. You had Wout Van Aert, who was taking big pulls. Uh, Roglic, I could not believe Roglic would not Roglic wouldn't pull through, which was like, dude, Wout Van Wout just works his buns to off. To be honest, for you. he might have been cracked. Yeah, to you do know, a grand maybe, tour maybe. and then one week later do yeah. a six and a half hour all out race. Fair like, enough, and, and that is hard. And Wout Wout Van Aert was asked about that too, and he held. You know, he was like. He was like, "Yeah, you know, it is what it is. I, I didn't, I didn't ask him to, and I didn't expect him to. So, fair enough. Like, Are they from the same country? No, they're oh, not. Well, but there you go. Yeah, but you know, it's just like a Wood Van Aert had more success from the tour than Roglic did. That is true. So he won there's also there. Yeah, yeah. Did Roglic win stages? He did. Yeah, he did won. He, I he think won he won stage because one po- or two Pogacar uh, or Pogacha. He won." like two or three stages just right yeah. in front of Roglic. So, yeah, I mean, it was, I don't know. I just generally, I thought it was kind of boring. I actually forgot it was even going to happen. Uh, the only thing more boring than the men's race was the women's race with Anna Vandebreyen going off the front, like classic, like 40 K mm-hmm. from the finish. And then the race just being over. Yeah. So I, yeah, again, I don't know. I, I wasn't like super hyped on the road road world championships this year. Um, Dude, can you believe though? Wout Van Aert got second in the time trial. I'm gonna and, throw this out here. I'm gonna throw this out here. Wout Van Aert, best bike racer to ever live. I mean, he's really good. I can't. I, you can't say anyone has ever been better than him. I just can't. He believe can it. beat Sprint. sprinters, yeah. and he can beat climbers. I just can't believe how well he climbed in the tour. I thought that was like unreal. Like he best climbed, bike racer to ever live. He's a big dude. Like big dude is relative to bike racers. Like he's not that big, but to climb that well and to like drop Quintana um, being like, you know what? He's got to be like six, one, probably 150 pounds at yeah. least. Uh, yeah. Unreal. That's and all I'm I can gonna, say. I'm going to make a big uh, guess here, but if he raced mountain bikes, he'd probably do at least as well as uh, Vanderpool. Probably. I mean, probably he's got really good technical skills. Mm-hmm. I'm sure he's, he's ridden mountain bikes before. Um, Best bike racer to ever live. Fair enough. I, I would probably agree with that. Um, is there a mountain bike world championships coming up? Does um, that already so, happen? So today was the first mountain bike race. Oh, of like the U23s? The year. No, no, oh, no, no, of the, the year. year. Oh, see, I, I totally stopped following um, a lot of the, I, I just assumed a lot of like the World Cup stuff was done for 20. I think they only have two races this year. Okay. I have no idea what they're doing for world championships though. So yeah, that's like an asterisk if they're even having it. I would assume what they a must weird be season. Um, and f- yeah, I'm a big fan of like Emily Batty, but Emily Batty hasn't been doing. She took like 28th today, which is a real shame. She went from third place to taking top 30. I don't even know how people can like put a lot of weight on the results this year, just because the everything's with an asterisk this ev- year. Everything is. Yeah, the year's so weird. I mean, some people I'm probably sure have been just like training their buns off, like without any goals in the calendar. And I'm sure there's some people that are like, I need to race to get in shape. Yeah. So everything's with an asterisk. So I think that's right. You know, I think that's the hard part because there's a lot of people that overtrained. They mm-hmm. just kept training and training. Yeah. You know, that's what a lot of people are saying that happened to like Egan Bernal is he was m- doing massive rides during COVID. Fair enough. But and apparently he might just be burnt out. You know, his muscles just never really recovered. Yeah. But then yeah. on the other side, you have, you know, Peter Sagan, who clearly didn't come into the season with his top form. No. Yeah, I agree with that. It was um it was a really bizarre tour. I don't know if Pogachar uh would have won under any other circumstances. Um 
but he's also kind of a freak and like yeah. super, super good at bike racing. So I think everything happened perfectly for him. Yeah. It's on top it's- of he did the he did the homework on the stage that mattered. Yeah, you know, um this is a weird year. The tour hasn't had a normal finish in like in two years now, because in twenty nineteen they just ended basically the tour at stage nineteen. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's when Bernal was in yellow and they were like, you can't do stage 20. There's too much snow. So you're the leader. And he basically won the race. Yeah. And, and then 2020, obviously it's just a weird year all in all. Right. So again, asterisks. So hopefully 2021 will be just a normal year for the tour. That's all I can hope. Yeah. Um, Giro starts this weekend as well. Are you going to watch Does that? it really? Yeah. Uh, dude, I'm not like, I didn't even know what's going on with bike oh, racing right now. I'll be watching Absolutely. That. We'll be watching the Giro. I think the, the Giro. Vuelta, is that going to happen? Yeah. It's afterwards or it's during. Or In it's, November? It's, it starts, I think like halfway through the Giro or towards oh, the end of the weird, Giro. dude. I think the Giro is going to be really interesting this year for just sure. with, um, Simon Yates, um, you know, uh, Durant Thomas. I think those are going to be the two hitters. Yeah. And I, I'll be honest, I'm really uh, rooting for Simon Yates. I really want to see that guy win a big tour. Oh, uh, he already has. You're, I think you're thinking of Adam Yates. Simon has won the Vuelta. Oh, Adam Vuelta is like winning a the JV. Vuelta, the Vuelta is like on the same level as the Giro. Is it? If if the tour the Vuelta, if the tour you know what the is Vuelta like is? if the tour is tier one. If you can't win the Vuelta, you can't win the other races. That's how I see the Vuelta. Fair enough. I'll give you that. I would say that the Giro is maybe a little bit harder and more prestigious than the Vuelta, but it's still the Giro a is tour. hard. The Giro is just straight up hard. That's well, what the Giro is. The Tour is like the Super Bowl, and the Vuelta is um, hard. They every year they just try to make it harder. I think well, the Vuelta is the hardest. It's like it's like you know the Tier Three um, Tour. Tier two and a half. I would call it. I, to be honest, I've never thought. Man, Tier I really gotta watch the Vuelta. Five. Every year, I'm like, hell yeah, it's the Vuelta. The Giro is like every, every, you know, when they're like, oh, big mountain stage because it's legit hard. That is, I think that is the hardest race. The Tour de France is like the Super Bowl, and then the Vuelta is like, it's there. I love the Vuelta. Okay, don't talk well, bad about the Vuelta my favorite anywho hot take by ryan yeah but it's wrong um anyways uh ryan is there anything else you want to talk to you or talk about uh no i think i'm all set uh um, yeah things are going well for us yeah life's good thank you for listening everybody we appreciate your listenership it's always nice to have fans we're big uh you know big big gratitude people so just gotta throw it out to all you listeners out there so, Ryan, if anybody wants to follow us, they can hit us up on Facebook. We post most of our updates there. We have a Twitter and an Instagram, all your favorite social media channels. And stay tuned for uh, the next episode coming up next week. And, yeah, Ryan, anything to add before we close it out? Nope. We're available on all your podcasting channels. That's right. All right, everybody. Have a good one. See you.